1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: Have you bought everything and party-proofed your home for the big game tomorrow? One word, Scotchgard. Or, or is that two? Today is February 10th, and you're listening to Arbitrage Trade Weekend News, and I'm your host, Darren Harper, bringing you three things you need to know for this weekend. Three interviews, which are Economic Blitz, the business of the Super Bowl, stand up and laugh, and financial deep dive with Daniel, what is happening to China's economy? Also, stick around for the winner and loser this week in the market. The ten-year rose to 4.20, and WTI crew jumps to the upper 76s. Last super post... This year, I promise. This is the first year the Super Bowl has an official in-person DJ. DJ Tiesto was scheduled to party, but had an emergency. Cascade, and that's Cascade with two Ks, is coming off the bench to replace him as the master of music for the event. The Vegas hometown resident DJ is excited to represent his city. Empty your pockets and step on this scale, ma'am. Finnair, yes it is in Finland, is asking passengers to weigh themselves voluntarily before boarding the plane. This is not to validate the claims that the weight loss miracle drugs would save fuel costs, but rather an aircraft balance calculation stat collection. The airline is collecting information for the transport and communications agency. This has to be weighted, sorry I just had to, towards the less heavy side as I assume big people may not want to step on those scales lastly here are the bigs for next week it is chinese new year all week so the markets are closed there monday no big reports but question everyone who calls in sick and send employees home that are singing taylor songs tuesday is the carnival in or they say carnaval down there in brazil party and the u.s core cpi also comes out wednesday it's uk cpi crude oil inventories japan gdp and of course valentine's day Thursday, it's UK GDP, U.S. retail sales, jobless claims, and the Philly Manufacturing Index. And Friday, it's the PPI. Trade while you sleeping across time zones with Arbitrage Trade Assist. Sign up today at arbitragetrade.com. Arbitrage Trade is your trusted source for business, finance, and tech info.
1: Being a cowboy, I don't know anything different from when I was three or four years old. I did tough things. I thought everybody needed to do tough things. And if you didn't, I didn't have time for it. I had a very successful career at a very young age, and life was fast. I was preparing physically. I wasn't doing anything mentally on the inside. And then I got hurt. I wanted to be better as a person, and I really dug into mental health. I start my day with 20-minute workouts. I live life eight seconds at a time. Horses are so Therapeutic. They know what you're feeling. When you're nervous, they're nervous. He won't say it back, but we're pals. I take a lot of responsibility in taking care of my kids, my family, and being there for them. You're going to have tough days. Everybody does. Find a place to stop and just breathe.
3: Love your mind. Hello, Caroline. How are you this wonderful February morning?
0: Oh, it's getting a little warmer. The sun's out. I'm great.
3: Hey, I heard um, that Phil, you know that guy, Puxa.
0: Puxatani Phil.
3: Puxatani. that's right. For the town um, he's, he did not see a shadow, so we're going to get an early spring, or so they say?
0: That's what he said.
3: Okay, so if that's what he said, I, I'm all for an early spring. But what are we talking about today? So let's, you know, dive on into that.
0: So I, I don't know if you've heard or not, but there might be a big football game coming up.
3: Um, Like soccer?
0: No, <laughs> American football.
3: Okay, okay, I've heard about those guys. Um. Go Saints. I mean, uh, I'm
0: going to say Go Saints, but they're not playing on Sunday. I hate to break it to you. They uh, did not make it to the Super Bowl this year.
3: But neither the Cowboys. Yay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, the Super Bowl obviously is a huge game. Yes, huge. Right? It is a huge business and there's some big economics.
3: Oh, yeah. I like the commercials. The commercials.
0: Okay. So, so let's talk about the commercials. Last year, one. 30-second ad cost $7 million.
3: Wow. That's okay. crazy.
0: Um, who do you think spent the most money on ads last year?
3: Um, I would hope a finance company.
0: Uh, it was Amazon.
3: Oh, well, there may as well be a finance company. Amazon <laughs> spent
0: $32 million and then second place, Toyota and Budweiser were tied.
3: Okay. I to wow. guess
0: Budweiser was, you know, I mean, won, Budweiser,
3: but, yeah. They, you know, Budweiser
0: Super Bowl well, commercials. Yeah,
3: that, that's historically, yeah, tradition. Exactly.
0: Right. Yeah, so, so if you watch for the commercials, do you also watch for the halftime show?
3: I typically do not watch the halftime show, but um, I, I hear they're usually interesting.
0: They can be interesting for I, sure. I this think this year it's Usher.
3: Oh, okay. That That's literally how they, they pull us in. All those Gen Xers, they're like, let's pull in people that was in the early 80s, early 90s and see who, who will watch. Right. But yeah, that's literally how I watched the Super Bowl last year because... They pulled in a whole bunch of people from the 80s and
0: 90s. Right, right. Yeah. So something I learned in writing this post, I did not realize that the halftime show artists usually don't get paid.
3: I did not know that at all. Wow. So
0: what's the benefit to doing it? Exactly.
3: What is the benefit to doing it?
0: What is the benefit to doing it? Well, you they don't get paid for the performance, but think about the exposure, the revenue, the stuff that's, oh, oh, well, I hadn't seen Usher in a while. Man, uh, that was really good. Maybe I'll look up a concert. Right. Oh, so I can see that. Kind of all the stuff that goes around it.
3: Okay. I like that. That's okay. amazing. Okay.
0: So let's talk about uh, Super Bowl tickets.
3: Oh, boy.
0: Average <laughs> price this year for a ticket is up 70% from last year.
3: Holy inflation, um, Batman.
0: Last year, yes, so some things go into that the city. This year it's in Las Vegas.
3: Okay, that that okay. yeah. Things so much more expensive there.
0: The, the teams that are playing, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs yes. and the 49ers.
3: Okay, okay. So, yeah. you know, that, can that play is into it also, as also. Well. Yeah.
0: So the average price is $9,800 this year.
3: Per ticket.
0: The average price. The, yes. So these
3: are these could be nosebleed 9,800. Well,
0: that's the average price. I've heard the cheapest one's more like four or 5,000.
3: Oh, okay. Only four or 5,000. Only.
0: only, I
3: have two kidneys. We can make this happen.
0: (laughs) So, the first Super Bowl in 1967. Yeah. One ticket cost $12.
3: I want to go back to 1967.
0: Right. So, you know, there's a lot more with the ads and the food and the service industry like in Las Vegas, Uber drivers. I mean, it's a huge, huge thing for several weeks, not just the day of.
3: Oh, wow. That is a lot of information. And I guess go Chiefs or go 49ers. Thank you, uh, Caroline, for being here. And if you want to learn more about this, go to arbitragetrade.com slash blog. You guys have a great day. Enjoy the game. My name's Stacy. I'm 57 and I was adopted in 2020.
0: We were adopted in 2019. And we were adopted in 2021.
3: We had a house, Um, and it sounds crazy, but it wasn't
1: a
2: home. The one thing that Jake and Emma brought is it became a home. When I met Dakota, he
0: had just turned 14. You weren't there for the first this and the first that. I missed the first words, but we got a lot of other firsts. Watching her say, oh, my God, I cannot believe I got my license. And she's like, I passed. And I'm like, girl.
2: (laughs) See them grow. It is.
0: They chose to love us. They didn't have to. They chose us. Family. You and you. Kids in the middle. What I thought was a complete life was nowhere near complete. (laughs) But it is now. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org.
3: Hello, Darren. Welcome to uh, February. Uh... Okay, what are we talking about this month? Is it love? Is it
2: marriage? Is it love and marriage? Is oh, it... did, did we, I guess, well, anyway, did you hear the one about the uh, CEO and the social media coordinator going into a bar?
3: Uh, uh, shots? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I like this, All right, but, but I'm sure that was not the punchline. No, are... I don't have one, which is terrible as a comedian, right? I don't oh, have... no, hey, that's okay. Tomatoes <laughs> are definitely, you know, that's... Hey, you can't get tips. That's get fill tomatoes. in the
2: blank comedy there.
3: Yes, absolutely. You're, we need to work on your crowd work, brother. <laughs> we need to work on your crowd
2: work. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about that.
3: <laughs> All right. So, like, this week I wrote a blog on uh, basically trying to be a stand-up comedian. Some people have tried it. I have um, a uh, brother-in-law of mine who is basically going and playing in that field. I'm like, hey, how hard is it? Let's let's find out. Let's do some research and and see, you know, what makes people laugh or, what, or how would you even how do you even start in a field like that?
2: Yeah, you know, I uh, when I was a kid, I was a nerd type kid. My parents would get Reader's you? Digest. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm working on my material. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Work on it, all right. Uh, my parents would get Reader's Digest, and my, I'd always flip over to the I think it was like "Laughter's the Best Medicine" section or something in it. Yeah. And so it, that's when my comedic timing uh, started. Started, and I'm still not there. But anyway. Hey, Um, wait for it. Yeah, (laughs) I said I'm (laughs) done. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) But I don't know what what do you do? How do you if I want to get started? And by the way, when I go on cruises, that's my favorite thing is to go to the comedians. Oh,
3: absolutely. Basically, that's their job, and basically, they have mastered the art of making people laugh. Yes, right. and basically, if you really want to be a comedian, you have to immerse yourself in that world it's like, it's just like anything. If you actually want to get good at it, you have to, it's like, okay, that means, like, study the greats, like the Richard Priors, right? And, and, like, uh, you know the Bill Cosby's, the, the all all the old guys, and and George, some, Carlin, car, yes. George Carlin, mm-hmm. uh, George <laughs> <laughs> Carlin. <laughs> that that brings out a whole new other. <laughs> 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 Open the worm there. The list. All right, the right, list, yes. and then like the new guys, like the Fluffies, the Matt uh, Rice the Matt the Wright. um Amy Schu- Schumer. Schumer, Schumer. Yes, yeah. ours have trouble pronouncing her name. <laughs> 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 Don't take offense, Amy. I'm so sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Angie's on the line. <laughs> oh, dang, Nabbit! She caught me again. All right, <laughs> I do have a quote though. It says, "If you can't laugh at yourself, then you can you can't then you can't laugh at anybody else." So that is true. And just be human. And that's from uh, Payne yeah. Stewart. I'm going to assume that's the golfer, but uh, yeah. And
3: say so the and they say that the highest form of flattery is imitation. Yeah. So basically, studying those guys and studying those gals, it, you 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 basically see how. They they time their their joke. Deliver the is the
2: most important thing. Yeah.
3: And uh, I found a lot of stuff to be true that I basically use in real life. Real life is hilarious. The irony yeah, of the things, that There's happen- material all over the place, all, <laughs> all over the place, right? <laughs> um, I, I recently went to um, a Chappelle uh, show uh, that was here in Memphis, mm-hmm. and they had to actually put your stuff and your phones and bags because people would try to record mm-hmm. the material, and if mm-hmm. it gets out, then other comedians might try to take it and all For this point. other stuff. Yeah. So it's like it's 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 they made it a real business, and it's real funny. And and, hey, it's, if, if you think you have it, go for it. Go read a little bit more about it on our blog at arbitragetrade.com slash blog. And um, if you got it, go for it.
2: Yep. Love and laughter makes the world go around.
3: Yep. And guess what? Joke's on you.
2: Hey. When you're ready to pop
1: the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
0: A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
2: Hey, everyone, this is Darren, and I am the host of the Financial Deep Dive with Daniel. Of course, we have Daniel Hopwood here as our guest. He's also the writer of the blog of the week for China. And uh, what he wrote about was what's happening to China's economy is the big question. Um, you want to get started with that and t- kind of give us an overview of, of, of what China is all about right now?
1: Yeah, so pretty much it's uh, not the potential, you know, economic threat that we once thought it was. So, you know, we had Evergrande recently um, get uh, a judge ruling saying they have to liquidate all the properties to cover their 30 billion dollars of liabilities. Uh, Chinese equities have hit a five year low. They're down 40 percent from their 2021 high. And there's a lot of signs showing that the Chinese economy is slowing for the first time in you know nearly 10 15 years, and yeah, yeah. You know, that's resulted in some pretty interesting things for the U.S. as well, which I'm sure we'll talk right, about.
2: Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you said like it's like seven trillion dollars in loss. Uh, since twenty twenty one or something like that, I don't something like that, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Since the peak, it's uh, lost seven trillion dollars in market value, which is insane to think about.
2: That is so insane, and we, and and of course, we get all the politicians that have to talk one way and uh, probably have investment. Well, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd love to, but I won't. So, um, there there was news again. I mean, a little bit later in the week that uh, Xi Jinping has uh, canned his head of the CSRC, which is the uh, the China Securities Regulatory Commission, which I guess is kind of like our SEC. But anyway, he canned him. Um, and this was after he had gone probably a step too far and had banned lending shares and, and he basically cut off the hedge funds from selling and some crazy yeah. stuff like that. So... Wait, so when, when he
1: had this meeting he canned him
2: it's i don't know if it's all within the same meeting but i do know that uh that he's gone
1: uh, interesting because <laughs> i i know in the in the post that i wrote that g was about to have his first meeting with you know their essential like chinese regulatory body um, right you know for the first time in like years that he never has and so the view was that things have gotten so bad that it's now gone to G, and that, you know, this was a sign that the last time this happened, that the government stepped in to more or less, you know, prop up the stock market, more or less like what the Federal Reserve did for the U.S. during COVID.
2: Right, right. Well, we keep hearing I mean, we keep hearing stories and I don't know if they're, you know, stories to try to pump American dollars into investing into the Chinese market, but i mean you'll hear it and we've been hearing it year, over and over again through the years about china's on a rebound china's on a rebound well this time i just don't know
1: yeah you know it um even if it does rebound it still has to come back what if it's down 40 percent? has to come back 80 percent to get back to oh, yeah. previous all-time <laughs> highs you know I mean, that's a
2: house of cards isn't it
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of the, you know, people view the US as, you know, valuations are super high, who knows what's going to happen. But really, it's the only investable economy, because for the most part, you know, we still have free market trade and stocks, like there is no government that's going to hold you back when you become a billionaire, and you know, you're going to be hush hush and we at least know our books are somewhat correct where in china you know they potentially fudge their numbers like we saw with i believe it was like lucky coffee two three years ago when they actually made <laughs> no money but they had billions of dollars of like net profit or something
2: well yeah i mean the u.s certainly has their share of shell companies as well but uh <laughs> you're I, right you know, I mean, <laughs>
1: like i like the saying that we're the cleanest dirty shirt
2: that that you know what you're probably right you're probably yep.
1: right. still a dirty shirt, but we're the cleanest of the lot. So, you know, why not wear
2: us? <laughs> well, you you also mentioned about uh, Taiwan and and uh, that's always out there. And and if, you know, if China wants to take uh, the next step, and I kind of think that's what our politicians kind of walk on eggshells about, but it's the whole Chinese, Taiwan, Hong Kong, all of that. It's there's there's tension there right
1: yeah there is and you know it's it's critical for the U.S. because they have you know I think like 80 percent of the world's prefabs which are the facilities that semiconductors are made at and you know China is right next to Taiwan there's been a lot of posturing in the South China Sea uh, to take over Taiwan and I believe we were talking about it the other day that in um some recent proposal there's money to help defend taiwan if something does happen um right, but, you know, it's, right. it is one of those things that you know it is probably not in china's best interest because i don't know if you saw the report today but for the first time in 20 years we now import more goods from mexico than we do from china
2: yeah yeah and there, there's so been you a know, change
1: Ch- china You know if they do an attack like that and you know we do more than just military action you know trump said if he came back into office he would impose this up to a 60 percent tariff on chinese goods their you know slowing economy could get even slower
2: oh yeah he would just slower
1: rates you know (laughs) Mm -hmm, it's not looking too good for china in many ways
2: that that is true that is true um you know this, is, I mean, there could be a part two here as far as the Evergrande situation, because Country Garden's still sitting out there, and I haven't heard anything recently on it, unless they're just waiting to announce that later. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I have, I have no idea. That's that one has not been highlighted.
2: Man, wow. Well, I mean, I guess we can just pretty much say that, like you said, China is kind of a big burning pile of. Something right now. <laughs> it yes, needs help. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> which uh, will make things uh, other countries like the, the like the, do- or other currencies like the dollar should be able to stay up as long as the uh, Chinese uh, situation is like it is, I would think.
1: Yeah. You know, in theory, it should, but, you know, that people have been predicting the collapse of places like China for 20 years. And obviously, it hasn't collapsed yet. It's continued to grow. And, you know things only need to be different once for them to actually go the other way um but you know well they're definitely not going anywhere anytime immediately soon but um you know right now, in the immediate no future they're they're definitely on some rocky footing
2: that's too many people and, and and i have seen a really big push to try to transfer all of that energy uh to india Uh, That has been going to China. So everybody's looking for options and that's probably the smart thing to do. And as we head towards these elections this year. Hold on tight. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, this will be a divisive topic. Actually, maybe it won't be. Who knows? Maybe they'll finally be on the same page about something.
2: Yeah, who knows? We'll find out in the future. I appreciate you coming on here, Daniel, and talking about China. And I'm sure this won't be the last time we'll hear about it.
1: Probably
2: not. We'll talk to you next week, Darren. All right. Take care, Daniel. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates.
1: Nearly 13
3: million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day. And it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect
2: day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need.
3: Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument,
1: building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org.
0: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
2: This week's winner and loser in the markets. The loser is Snap. Headquartered in California, it offers Snapchat, a visual messaging application with various tabs such as camera, visual messaging, snap map stories, and spotlight that enable people to communicate visually through short videos and images. If you didn't know that, your kid's going to told you that. SNAP opened the week at $17.20 and fell as low as $10.82 after reporting less than expected revenue and a fourth quarter loss. Their forward guidance was most likely the biggest propellant downward. The winner is Clean Spark. That's C-L-S-K. It's headquartered in Nevada, where the Super Bowl is. It operates as a Bitcoin miner in the Americas. It owns and operates data centers that primarily run on low carbon power. After announcing that it plans to buy four Bitcoin mining facilities ahead of the halving and reporting first quarter revenue growth up 165% year-over-year, CleanSpark, which started the week at $8.28, ran as high as $14.59 by Friday. The whole crypto category has gotten a big pump this week. Visit arbitragetrade.com and learn about Pips, our AI bot, who lets you stop watching and start living. We're not financial advisors, we provide a service. Thank you for joining us today for another edition of Arbitrage Weekend News. Log into arbitragetrade.com to read our wide variety of blogs and educate yourself on trade assist and forex trading, or even how to make passive money with our trade assist affiliate marketer program. You can also get to know our cute little AI bot, Pips. Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is a privately held research company.